0: So we're going to be uh, continuing on in our Holy Spirit series today. Last week we kicked it off. If you missed it, you can go on our website, you can go on the app, and check it out. We did talk about speaking in tongues last week, and uh, hopefully it brought some understanding to um, to your. If if you had any questions about it, if you already are speaking tongues, hopefully it it encourages you to do that more. But you can go on our website and check that out. So it's it's kind of interesting last week how we talked about there's this prayer language that is beyond our understanding that we'll never be able to fully explain it, right? Well, today we are talking about how the Holy Spirit gives truth and understanding. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is vast. The Holy Spirit is wide and has all sorts of impact in our lives. And so today that is what I want to talk about, a broad look at how the Holy Spirit brings truth and understanding. In our lives, and I want to begin by reading Proverbs chapter one, uh, verse seven. It says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." Okay, so right off the bat, we see that understanding that wisdom does not come from us. All right, we don't uh, 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 we don't gain wisdom, we don't acquire wisdom out of our own doing. It says that the beginning of understanding, the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Now, that does not mean that we become afraid of God and that we cower in the corner uh, and, and wait for him to judge us and punish, punish us or whatever it might be. No, the fear of the Lord is reverence towards God. All right, it's, it's understanding that God is God and I am not, and none of us are. And so we begin to attain knowledge and wisdom, not by opening up books and memorizing facts, but holding God, holding Jesus, holding the Holy Spirit in reverence in our life, meaning he becomes first and we are then a distant second. That is where understanding and wisdom comes from, not from ourselves. Listen, y'all, if you want to see some foolish behavior in the world, look at people who don't have reverence for God at all in their lives, and you're going to see, you're going to see foolishness You're going to see things that don't make any sense. And it's because that is humanity's attempt to try and be God for ourselves. And we are amazing at failing at that job. So you want to see foolish behavior. Look at anyone, anyone that isn't holding God in reverence. And you're going to say, you're going to look at stuff and say, that don't make any sense. Why are they acting like that? Why are they making those decisions? Because there's no fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 2.6, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So there it is again, for the Lord gives it. It is from God, it is from the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 2.10, for wisdom will enter, check this out, your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So where does knowledge enter into? Our hearts, not our brains first. All right, so when we receive the Holy Spirit, that is when wisdom comes into us. It comes in through our heart. How many times have we tried and tried and struggled to try, just, just be the person in the room that can quote this scripture or that scripture and attain wisdom by our own doing, through our own knowledge, through our brain? God says, no, 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 It enters through the heart. And so when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we receive the Holy Spirit, we begin to get wisdom into our heart because that's where the Holy Spirit is. So God gives wisdom through the Holy Spirit who enters into our heart. Wisdom in true understanding, in truth, is a heart issue long before it is a brain issue. Okay? But we like to puff ourselves up and think that we have all this wisdom and we have all this knowledge because of what we know in our brain. Listen, I was, I was, I was talking to, uh, to Jesse about this sermon today, and she said something. I was like, I'm stealing that for Sunday. She goes, being smart ain't wisdom. There's a big difference between being smart and being wise. All right? There is a big difference Wisdom is the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in us going the way of the Holy Spirit. Being smart is knowing things. All right? I got some smart friends in my life that are really stupid. All right? Y'all know any one of those? Like, man, that is a dumb, smart person right there. They're smart. They got, they got some good grades on SATs, right? All that stuff. But they stupid. That's the truth. It's okay. They're, you know they're never gonna watch this sermon. I'd say their names, but because I could, because they're not gonna watch it. They lack wisdom. Am I the only one? Anyone else here have some smart dumb friends? No. Yeah. Okay. Preach. Okay. Good. Why? Because they're trying to again. Yeah. Right. Just lost that friend. It's all right. One less person to worry about. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Lord. That was my own doing. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. (sighs) Yeah, it came from a brain. (sighs) But it's because being smart doesn't breed wisdom. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. The Holy Spirit leads us in life. We can memorize all the facts in the world. And we can continue to hit dead end after dead end after dead end. Because we're not living our lives in reverence to the Lord. We're really living our lives in reverence to our own knowledge. It's the Lord that gives us wisdom, the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom. Proverbs 3, 13, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. Wisdom is more valuable than the riches that we seek all the time. God's saying, look, you can have this stack of gold and silver, or you can have wisdom. Choose wisdom. It is more valuable. It is more valuable than all these things. We see that right here. Check this out, this story. This is the story of Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, starting in verse 5. Solomon is the son of David. He has become king of Israel. And this is, this, this is an incredible moment between Solomon and God. It says in verse 5, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Can we just stop for a second and like really understand what is being said to Solomon right here? God, the creator of the universe, is saying, ask me whatever you want. Ask me. This is no genie in a bottle, right? This is not, this is not Aladdin rubbing the lamp, right? And out comes the genie. This is God telling Solomon Ask me whatever you want. You talk about thinking outside the box here. You could think outside the box like crazy if it's God telling you this. He created the universe. He created the heavens. So when he says, ask whatever you want, you need to stop for a second. And what would we we answer that question with? You know, what would that be for us? Would it be gold and silver? Would it be have to have this power or that or whatever it might be? Listen to what Solomon's response is in verse six. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king and in place of my father David. I, I love this honesty and humility that he has here. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours? What does Solomon ask for? Wisdom of everything he could have had from God. How about this is a really hard job. I don't know what I'm doing. Release me of it and let me go retire on an island by myself. I'm gonna live out my days in style, right? Right? Whatever he wanted to say, he could have said. And he says, I want wisdom. Because he knew it was more valuable than gold and silver. By the way, which he had a lot of. So that, that, that's not going to help me rule. I want wisdom. And I love what he says there when he says, I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Saying, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is, this is too much that is before me. I don't know if you all have ever heard, I've said this before, but have you ever heard that phrase, God never gives us anything more than we can handle? Like, wrong, okay? Like, so wrong. Whoever coined that phrase never read the Bible, I'm convinced of it. Because it's like, listen, Jesus told Peter to walk on water, all right? That's it. That's you can't. Peter can't, couldn't walk on water. Jesus saying, "Go do it." Huh. Well, you don't put anything you know in front of me that I can't. Bloom, right, right under the water, he goes. He does it all the time. That's that's how God operates with us. He puts something that's too hard for us to handle in front of us. And he says, all right, are you going to do this on your own flesh, and your own understanding, or are you going to rely on the Holy Spirit? I'm going to rely on the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to watch you work through me. I'm going to take that step. God's going to move, and then I'm going to be ready for the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And that's how faith grows. And so when Solomon, Solomon's going, this is too much for me, but it's before me. You put it before me, not for me to do, but for you to do through me. And so I'm going to ask of everything that I possibly can for wisdom. I'm going to ask for direction from your Holy Spirit because it's the only way that I can do what you put in front of me. That is the most valuable thing that I could possibly ask for in this moment. Who else could do it, Lord? Who can govern these people of yours? I know you can. So how about you give me wisdom from your Holy Spirit and lead me in what I'm about to do? John 16, verse 12 says, I have much more to say to you. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. More than you can now bear. I'm going to read that verse again. I have much more to say to you. More than you can bear now. But when, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. All right, so Jesus is saying, look, guys, there's a lot more coming. There is a lot more coming, but it's too much for you right now. If I told you everything that you're going to walk through, you'd freak out, right? There'd be disciple-shaped holes in the wall. They'll be running. (laughs) It's too much. Scare you. But the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to speak only truth in your life. And when you need to know things, he'll tell you. But you're not going to know it all right now. I'm not going to give you the full story. It's too much. But on this day, I'll give you this truth. And on this day, I'll give you this truth. As long as you walk in it, you will get to every situation and be ready. Be, the things that are, would scare you now, you're going to get there, and they're not going to scare you. Because why? Your faith is going to continue to grow, and you're going to get stronger in your faith. And so when you get to that point, you'll be ready because you've learned to trust in the Holy Spirit because he only speaks Truth, y'all. If if the Holy Spirit only speaks truth, we need to cling to the Holy Spirit because nothing else only speaks truth. We might find little truths here and there and other things, and some it might be complete lies. But only the Holy Spirit speaks only truth. Only the Holy Spirit. We need to follow after the Holy Spirit. It says that He will tell you what is yet to come. And y'all, we all want to know what's what's coming. And there's some of us in here, we're going to pray for you later, that really need wisdom on decisions that you need to make. And you're, you're, you're dying to know what is to come. Well, the Holy Spirit will get us there. But listen, there's also this truth, that some of us want to know the future more than we want to know Jesus. We just want to know what's to come to be at peace rather than just pursuing Jesus in our lives. That was a good reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I might know what I'm doing up here a little bit. That was wild. Yeah, it was, Holy Spirit. But we're so dying to know what is yet to come, we forget about who was supposed to lead us there. And that's why we don't know it all right now. So we're going to go, sweet, I got the answer. I'm either going to jump off a cliff or go to bed and sleep well, whatever whatever the answer is, right? But at least I know. Jesus says, know me. I'll handle the future. The Holy Spirit will speak only truth to you. And if you just follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, when you get to that point that you're dying to know, you'll be ready. Listen, I'm going to say this too. I've I've been been on the fence about saying this. I'll be real honest with you. I hope this doesn't offend anybody. But be really careful. Be really careful who you listen to in the world today. There are a lot of modern day prophets who speak in the name of Jesus who are really speaking out of their own well-being and out of their own bank account, right? And they operate just like the enemy. They operate out of fear. And rather than making those people our Jesus, let's just follow Jesus. And if if what people are saying is not founded in Jesus in the hope and the victory that is in Jesus Christ, shut them up. Don't listen to them anymore, because that's not the Lord. Instead, follow the wisdom, the truth, and the understanding of the Holy Spirit. And you'll get to wherever you need to go. I promise you that. Because the Holy Spirit and nothing else is the only thing that speaks truth. So be very careful. Be on guard. Just because they say Jesus' name does not mean they're of the Lord. Okay? All right. I, uh... Well, before we get there, I just want to ask, what is wisdom and understanding, really? What is that? It's To me, it's how to live life in the way the Lord intended. How to follow the example of Jesus in our lives. I read this quote a while ago and actually had a buddy of mine send it to me this week. Um, I was like, dude, I'm actually quoting that in the sermon uh, this Sunday. And it says this. It says, the Holy Spirit doesn't just make you dance and speak in tongues. He also makes you shut up, apologize and examine yourself, right? (laughs) I love that. I love that everyone's clapping and going, that's for someone else, right? (laughs) Uh, Preach to the person across the aisle from me. Like y'all clapping, like, all right, cool. But the Holy Spirit is the one that says, I wouldn't say that. Better shut your mouth on that one. Don't type that. Don't send that. You need, to, you need to shut your mouth right here. Because what's about to come out is not of me. Uh, but it's going to make me feel so good in the moment. In my case, it's really going to make my friend laugh really hard. It's a winner. <clears throat> I, had, I, I, was, I was telling Ben this the other day. Like I've str- y'all lie, but I struggle with that. I struggle like, with that. It's hard for me not to tell a funny joke, right? Maybe it's my insecurity. I just got to let everybody in the room laugh at me, right? Uh, but, but this is the truth. The Holy Spirit told me when I was really praying over this, felt convicted once uh, over something I said. Like, you've never, reg- when, you, when you put your head down at night, you've never regretted not saying a joke. But there's been several times where you've regretted saying a joke. And I was like, okay, I needed to hear that. Because I don't, I don't regret later on in the moment, I'm dying, right? But if just like 30 seconds goes by, I I move on. And I want to say that to all of us, whatever you might struggle with, with with opening your mouth on certain, whether it's gossip, uh, judgment, you know, political things, anything like that, if you just wait, I guarantee you when you go to bed at night, you're going to be at peace because you followed the the, the leading of the Holy Spirit in those moments. So just with me included, let's just close our mouths sometimes you'll survive, all right? You will, I promise you. The Holy Spirit is the one that says, hey, you need to go say sorry. You need to go apologize. You got to go apologize. Listen, we talked about tongues last week. Some of us, again, are more interested in speaking in tongues than saying we're sorry. And that's tough. That's tough. We need to learn to apologize. And that's the Holy Spirit in us. It's the Holy Spirit that says, hey, why don't you take the plank out of your own eye before obsessing over that speck of dust in your neighbor's eye? Let's do some self-examination here. Let's look at ourselves. And honestly, y'all, when we're talking about what it means to live a life of understanding and wisdom, that that to me, ultimately, is about self-awareness. And considering what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in me in a situation more than what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in someone else in a situation. It's that self-reflection. And I'm telling y'all, listen, from experience, that is a hard, that's a hard lesson to walk in. But that's how we grow. And thankfully, the Holy Spirit does it in a gracious way where there's no condemnation. There's no guilt or shame saying, hey, let's grow. Let's grow. But we have to follow the Holy Spirit in it. Let's read Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 11 day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, talking about Jesus. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. Hallelujah. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. Check this out. I will put my laws in their hearts. You know, I write them down on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts, I will remember no more. So we have this old covenant. We have the commandments. We have the law that says two things. You shall and you shall not. You need to do this. You must do this and you must not do that. That's the Old Covenant. That's the law. The New Covenant says, I will do this, and I will do that, for I will send my Son. Jesus is saying, I will die for you. I will pour out the Holy Spirit on you. That's the New Covenant. The Old Covenant is like us who try to operate out of our own truth and our own understanding. It's all about me and what I can and cannot do. I need to learn this. I've got to do that. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Make all these decisions all on my own. New Covenant says, Holy Spirit, will you lead me in this decision? Will you show me what to do in this moment? And whatever that decision is, big or small, the Holy Spirit says, I got you. Because that's the New Covenant. And it says in that verse, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. What does that mean? It means that when the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts and we start walking the way of the Holy Spirit, these laws that we were trying so hard to accomplish on our own now simply become who we are. They're in our hearts. They're our heartbeat. Not you can't do that anymore. It's I don't want to do that anymore. Or you need to do that. I want to do that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has put them in our hearts. And remember, that's where wisdom comes. It comes into our hearts, not into our minds. So are we walking in the old covenant or the new covenant? Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to write these laws on our hearts so they become who we are, not what we have to do? Those are two very different things. If it's what we have to do, we get bitter. We get mad. We get frustrated at other people or ourselves. We get condemned. We walk in legalism and religion, and the furthest thing that we are, is from we're just far from Jesus. But when we let him take over... It becomes who we are, and we draw closer to Jesus. He puts them on our heart, and he writes them in our minds. Romans 8, starting in verse 1, says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering." And so he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. I'm gonna read that again. The mind governed by the spirit then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Y'all, we have such power through the Holy Spirit in our lives. That is where freedom is. That is where life is. That is where peace is. If we follow the Holy Spirit, but when we start operating in the flesh, the Bible tells us that is death, and not just that we're going to die one day, but that we live a life not according to what God intended for us, which is a God, which is a life of life and peace and freedom and joy and victory and all those things, if. We allow ourselves to follow after him. But we have to surrender. We have to surrender our own understanding and our own doing. We get to that point and say, God, but this doesn't make sense what you want me to do. So I'm just going to lean on my own understanding and my own wisdom and my own flesh. And I'm going to go this way. And it leads to death. We say, God, only you speak truth. And though I don't understand it, I know that you're going you're gonna to show me at, at a time. But if I just follow you, like Jesus with the disciples in John 16, if I just trust in your truth, then I'm going to get there. In this thing that is too scary for me to understand now, too big for me to understand now, that would wreck me if I heard it now, when I get there, I'll be ready. But We have to submit. Oh, none of us, none of us are God. Right? How's that for a truth bomb? right whoa but we act like it sometimes we think we know better so we operate in the flesh and what this whole part of Romans 8 is saying is look if you want freedom if you want life follow the Holy Spirit that is in you when you receive Jesus as your Savior and the Holy Spirit comes in you let him take over and he says I will I will I will And let the laws be written in our hearts and on our minds. We're not striving all the time to figure out this equation that we're never supposed to have figured out in the first place. The Holy Spirit says, I got you. I got you. We have the band come back up. And I just want to ask these questions. Do Do you need wisdom? Do you need wisdom in your life right now? Do you need some truth revealed, things, decisions that you're making? Have you considered the Holy Spirit? I would say that's many of us. I think there's many of us in here that have been probably racking our brains, trying to figure this thing out. Many of us in here who have been living with a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, a lot of worry, Even sleepless nights, all because we're operating in the flesh and we haven't even realized it yet. God, I I don't know what to do. Let's ask him. Let's ask him and trust that he's got it. He's got it under control. Do we trust the Holy Spirit in us to speak only truth in our lives? Are we living old covenant? or new covenant. I got to do this. I got to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Or I know that you're going to do this in and through me, Holy Spirit. That you only speak truth. And though you're not giving me the full picture now. You're not giving me the full answer yet. I trust that you will lead me in truth. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up. If there's anything in your life that you just you need you need you need to be in agreement in prayer over We're gonna have our elders and wives come on up we want to pray for you and want to come too. whatever it might be life is just beating you up, maybe you've never received Jesus as your Savior and you've been trying that to just figure it out all on your own trying to get saved all on your own by doing this and doing that and operating in the old ways I want to tell you right now Jesus came to release you of that, he said I've done this for you, there's nothing that you need to do except believe in your heart confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you can come up and receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit all in one shebang Maybe last week you heard the sermon and just weren't quite ready to make your way up to the front. You have this opportunity to receive the power of speaking in tongues this morning as well, if that's you. Let me pray. Father, we love you. God, we just pray right now, Lord, for those in the room that need that wisdom, that need that guidance, that feel like there is something put in front of them that is just too much, and they're wondering how in the world they're gonna do it. They sound like Solomon. I I, can't. I'm like a little child with this. God, I pray right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, I pray that we would all release those concerns, that anxiety, that stress, and that we would turn our ear towards you. And we ask that you would lead us. Lead us in truth. Lead us in truth. Holy Spirit, forgive us for taking the reins back. Maybe we didn't realize it. But that we would all, even we would ask for wisdom in our prayers. Sovereign God, that we would ask for wisdom and truth and understanding when we pray to you and see it as more valuable than silver and gold. That it is the key to true life and peace. Not any attainable thing No good, no amount of money, nothing like that. But that the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in and through us is what leads to that peaceful life. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. We bless you this morning.